the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney, and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I'm both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property. And because of my education, my training, my experiences, my life's observations, and my lifelong interest in business and money and finance and the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, including tribal communities, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. However, I also practice the related fields in my overall financial practice, including debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference points, as they relate to the personal, familial, community, and small business aspects of finance, I've spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before and getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people and communities of color, including indigenous communities. And because I grew up as a military brat, as I've shared with you before, and I also helped create a new one with my former military spouse, I know firsthand how sometimes how it's hard financially and economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen, and women and Marines and their families to deal with uh, the, our economy and our less than patriotic capital-based economic system, especially after these individuals separate from the service. As such, I also proudly serve veterans and of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And as I've shared with you before, out of the great love and respect and admiration for both my grandmothers who faced, survived, and thrived in the four great economic challenges of the last century, that is to say the Great Depression, World War II, and the systemic racism and misogyny that continues through our society to through to today. Uh, these women who were raised in the Jim Crow South nurtured and supported me and gave me their strength. And I try to share that strength with my clients, especially seniors who find themselves the targets and more and more 
unfortunately, the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse that you could ever imagine that's running rampant in our society today as people use technology and other unfair means to sneak upon and snare seniors in a web of financial deceit. So I'm asking all of us out there to pay attention to the seniors in our lives to make sure that they're not being taken advantage of. So the purpose of Selwyn's Law, in case you haven't guessed, is to discuss the law related to your money and more probably than not these days, the lack thereof or insufficient amount thereof and your overall finances and what you need to consider to protect or reclaim or rehabilitate your or your family's or your business's financial health, wealth and money related well-being is I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational form. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational form for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detail information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you have a legal issue that intersects with your finances and or your assets and or your debt. Now, today we're going to continue the discussion we started the last couple of weeks when I shared with you the why and the how I finally uh, realized why I have been in such a bad mood, uh, to put it mildly, the whole damn month of May now going into June. And I consider May to be the beginning and June to be the continuance of my terrible, horrible, very bad month. And why things are so bad in my perception you know, there's the linked, um, the leak informing the world that the Supreme Court of the United States is about to do away with every woman's right to her bodily autonomy. The second is that wholesale murder of blacks in Buffalo by an advocate of red pilling and the great replacement theory that has led to and probably will continue to lead to the killing of blacks and other non-whites as sport. And we've come to find out that there's no early warning system to inform parents when the monopolies that our government has allowed to form uh, and produce 90% of the baby formulas that our babies need to survive. um, You know, there needs to be some early warning system so we can figure out what to do. There is none. Also, COVID is back and it brought its friend monkeypox with us. So we all have to, you know, stay away from each other a a little bit more. And the last few days, we witnessed these mass murders, you know, in Texas, little children and in Oklahoma, um, healthcare providers. And they're using these weapons of mass destruction um, that when used on helpless human beings, mutilate them such that people can't identify their relatives other than with DNA. And we've also witnessed the arrogance and the deflection by our elected leaders 
um, of the state that has been exacerbated by the incompetence of the police and the overall unwillingness of all election officials at all levels and at all stripes. They refuse to focus on the fact that there's way too many arms out there that have nothing to do with the Second Amendment's right to bear arms as currently interpreted by the Supreme Court on the use of handguns as protection of our homes and for the use of unadulterated long guns for hunting non-humans and the both use of handguns and long guns on non-human practice targets. Instead, these weapons of war are designed to inflict the maximum carnage on human beings are ending up legally in the hands of way too many pissed off and otherwise disaffected young men who've been taught that women and people of color are about to replace them and otherwise boss them around. And those are sufficient reasons for them to be unhappy and to, you know, mull about their perceived limited economic potential. And that gives them the right to take it out on the rest of us. As such, as we escalate the rate at which we kill each other off in this country, the only people who are and will continue to benefit from our internal arms race are the corporations, the gun manufacturers included, and their lobbying groups that the Supreme Court of the United States elevated to the status of people in its 2010 decision, Citizens United versus the Federal Election Commission. As such, the corporations we patronize, including those that manufacture weapons of mass destruction for civilian use, then turn around and use those same said revenues we generated for them to pay off the folks who are supposed to be representing us in our state legislatures in, and in Washington, D.C. They're supposed to be there to create, not block the laws that we need to create a safe environment for our children to learn and play and for our grandparents to shop for food and for us to go to the doctor's office. Now, all of these are bad omens of the likely breakdown of our way of life and the likely replacement of our democracy with fascism. And, you know, we have to do something about it. Now, in case you don't know what fascism is, according to Miriam Webster, located at miriam-webster.com forward slash dictionary forward slash fascism, fascism is a political philosophy or movement or regime such as that of the fascisties, the Italian political organization under Benito Mussolini that governed Italy between 1922 and 1943, that exalts these fascists, they exalt um, nationalism and race above the individual that stands for the centralized autocratic government that is headed by a dictatorial leader. And they um, also have severe economic and social regimentation of their people, and they forcibly suppress any and all opposition. We need to be fearful of, of our great nation becoming a hotbed of fascism. And if we don't do something about it, it will. So 
What we've been discussing for the last few weeks is the fact that while I personally uh, take issue with an abortion, as to my own psyche and physiology, I do take such issue. I also firmly believe that I have no right to tell other sentient beings what they must do with their own psyche and physiology, especially since I believe that those are rights and freedoms to decide what to do about our own physical autonomy. These are rights that come from our creator and no governmental unit can tell us what to do including when you want to do something with your body that doesn't harm anybody else but you and your own psyche, then why should you listen to what anybody else has to say about it, including me? So that's uh, what I've been talking about for the last few weeks. And when we come back, I'll tell you a bit uh, more about my story uh, concluded and the connection between my sense of foreboding concerning this, my terrible, horrible, no good, very bad month of May that's falling over into June. And you know what? Things might be looking up a bit, and I'll share you with you a bit of good news as well. So first, we're going to take a short break, and I'll see you on this side. Take care. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law. As we continue our discussion on the connection between my sense of foreboding concerning my terrible, horrible, no good, very bad month of May that's falling over into June 2022. Again, what I've been discussing for the last few weeks was the fact that while I might personally take issue with an abortion as to my own psyche and physiology, and I do take such issue, I would not have an abortion. I did not have an abortion when uh, that was one of my options. And now, because of my age, it does not matter. However, I also firmly believe that I have no right to tell other sentient God-created beings what they must do with their own psyche and physiology. I've already shared with you the circumstances of my own unexpected pregnancy that occurred when I was a 17-year-old high school senior who had already been accepted into several great colleges and universities with full-ride scholarships And actually, the one that I accepted had promised to place me in its law school after I finished my undergraduate studies. Life was really great for me at that time. And I was also in love, which led to me becoming uh, pregnant, or as my grandfather used to say, in the family way. (laughs) So after my family and my then boyfriend slash fiance slash future husband and I agreed on how I would proceed with my life as a combination soon-to-be bride slash expectant, then new mom slash full-time high school, then college student, I went about completing my last few months of high school 
um, very happy, um, doing well with my curriculum while completing my college preparation paperwork and planning with my girlfriends, our graduation parties, our various baby showers and wedding showers, and my wedding just before we seniors were to sit for our final examination the completion of which with a passing grade was a prerequisite for graduation. While this was all going on, I got called down to the principal's office one day who informed me that as there were a rumor going around the school that I was pregnant, he was giving me two weeks to provide him with proof that I was not pregnant or he would not allow me to take my final examinations and therefore would not allow me to graduate. Now, according to the principal, the school board's rationale for this rule was the need to remove pregnant girls from the preg- from the public schools um, in an effort to eliminate their taint and their possible bad influence on the good girls in school who had not gotten pregnant. So as part of my arguendo hypothetical suppositions to the principal when we were having this discussion, uh, that is to say, while not admitting and denying that I was pregnant, I said, just for argument and clarity's sake, I asked him, what if I were pregnant and the man who impregnated me was also a student at the school? Would he also be expelled? To which The principal responded in essence, because I don't remember exactly what he said, but I do remember the essence of it. He said, when females show the moral failings of having premarital sex and becoming pregnant, they, the girl, the girls, plural, were solely responsible for not maintaining their chastity until marriage and therefore needed to be turned out from school, even where like me, they had completed all of their course requirements and not as yet taken their final examination. In other words, these bad girls would be a bad influence on the good girls. Furthermore, he informed me, as the Bible said, bad women tempt good men who were only acting as God intended them to behave. Therefore, they were not to blame the fault lay strictly with the girl. To which I said to myself, what an ass. And as I informed you last week, that ass-like statement gave me the momentum to figure out how to provide this man with sufficient proof that I was not pregnant, such that I was able to take my final examination and then graduate with the rest of my class. So as a result of this episode in my life, I must give a lot of credit to the Cretanist principle for my ongoing strength to fight for myself and the rights of my clients when they are faced with idiots uh, and those who are in power when they think to use their power to undermine anybody's liberty interests. So back to the topic at hand. Early last month, in the month of May 2020, we all found out about the Supreme Court leak in the case of Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, the Dobbs case, out of Mississippi, where my <laughs> I graduated from high school, where the state is seeking the Supreme Court's review 
of the Mississippi law entitled Gestational Age Act that prohibits abortion after 15 weeks gestation, except in a medical emergency or in the case of a severe fetal abnormality. This law replaces the viability standard created by Roe and another case called Casey, which the medical community estimates to be about 24 weeks. As such, the Mississippi law would cut off access to legal abortion by nine weeks. That is to say, it would be reduced from 24 weeks that the medical community believes is the uh, age that there is gestation and the ability for the fetus to uh, live outside the womb down to 15 weeks. Um, and uh, this, the base of this was the state's chief medical officer, uh, Dr. Thomas Dobbs, a la the title Dobbs, he's the plaintiff in the case, has determined on his own that viability begins as early as 15 weeks, and therefore Dr. Dobbs, in his official capacity, sued the remaining reproductive rights medical service providers in the state. Dr. Dobbs and the constitutional officers, that's the governor, the AG, the people that are the constitutional officers of uh, Mississippi, instituted this uh, litigation knowing full well that in today's political environment, that it is both the cause and effect of placement on the court's docket that has made the court more adversarial than ever on the right and therefore would allow the court to go beyond what is asked in this case and actually tee up a judicial decision that will end as a matter of law access to lawful and safe medical abortions in our Constitution in the first instance. Well, according to a draft opinion authored by Justice Alito, there are enough votes on the court to overturn Roe v. Wade, the nearly 50-year-old precedent that protected the privacy rights of at least two generations of American women and gave them at least some semblance of autonomy over their bodies in the early phases of their pregnancy, that is to say before the 24th week. Um, the leaked draft showed me, at least, that the powers that be, both inside the judicial ban- branch and otherwhere, otherwise uh, in the public sphere, including the legislative and executive branches in several states, American women are seen as no more than brood mares that my dad told my cousin that I was not going to be. Okay, now some of you don't know what a broodmare is. So here's a pretty straightforward definition found at the site of horsewoman Haley Johnson. She has a sighting called um, Inside Horses, and it's located at InsideHorse.com. According to Ms. Johnson, a broodmare is a female horse, a mare, that is used just for breeding and raising foals. Foals are baby horses until they're weaned in about six months to 12 months, depending on um, uh, the particular uh, mare. Broodmares are horses that can be of any breed. Usually they have good conformation. That means they have a good built and they're attractive to stallions. And they also have good bloodlines, making them the reason they're used for breeding. Now, most broodmares will have around five foals 
in their time spent as a broodmare, but some others have them throughout their remainder of their life. But unlike broodmares that you find um, that you you find in a barn, <laughs> human uh, broodmares, um, they are not taken care of the way you find them on ranches or farms where they're fed good food and they have the best veterinary care and they're allowed to run free and they're well taken care of. On the other hand, um, brood mares that are women are seen just to have babies and to um, breed and make themselves available and attractive to men and make themselves accessible to men. Anyway, I think that that is awful. And I say this, until there's some kind of seminal emission tax imposed on all the men in this country, that money should be pulled to use to make sure that there's uh, care for every child that's born in this country. How dare government at any level tell women that they have to keep themselves in a reproductive mode at all times? That's my heartburn about this whole thing. So as I told you before, there's a new uh, legal alliance for reproductive rights, and they're going to be helping women both inside of California where there's not an issue, but outside California who are looking for legal assistance in dealing with some of the draconian measures that are being drummed up by their states. And you can get in touch with the city attorney who is... Um, heading up this coalition and it's the San Francisco city attorney's office. And it's the uh, email address, not the email address, but the website where you can find out about this is uh, SF here. It is uh, sfcityattorney.org, Or you can reach out to the San Francisco bar association or the bar association of San Francisco at sfbar.org. So we're going to leave it there for now, but always in closing here at Selwyn's Law, we want to stay on the right side of the law, including laws that help us live our lives with our full constitutional rights that are guaranteed, uh, our, our privacy rights under the Ninth Amendment and our liberty rights under the 14th Amendment. So you take care. I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.